Well, this morning I want to talk about giving. I want to talk about preparing your heart for faith promise giving. Uh, our problem is not our wallets. Our problem is our hearts. It always has been, always will be. Every problem in a church is a heart problem, not a financial problem. Um, it's a heart problem. Now, um, uh, Proverbs chapter 11 and a, a great set of verses about giving. God just has a way of saying something that just, it just humbles you. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, verse 24 says, There is that scattereth, and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. So he's describing two kinds of people. One person who just seems to scatter, seems to... Now we're not talking about brains, we're talking about giving things away. Someone who just seems to just give things away, scatters, and yet they end up, increasing. They end up with more. And there are those that they withhold, they, they hold on to more than they should, and they tend to be very poor. Now, verse 25 says, the liberal soul shall be made fat, but he that watereth shall be watered also himself. These are principles of giving that a liberal soul, now a liberal means a giver. Now, when you hear about the liberals in government, that's not the right kind of liberal because they give nothing. They take your money and they give it to somebody else. That's not giving. But a Christian takes their own money and is just liberal with it. Doesn't even think about it. I would like to help you apply that to missions this morning. And um, first of all, I want to talk about what it means to send missionaries and to help missionaries. First of all, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 we're going to do a little comparison this morning, but I want to start the, the thought with what does it mean to send and support missionaries? 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 7. Paul asks a question. He says, have I committed an offense? Have I upset you in abasing myself that... Ye might be exalted, because I have preached to you the gospel of God. What's the next word? That's an amazing thing, that somebody would come in and not worrying about getting paid to do what we do. I preached to you the gospel of God freely. Does that upset you? Verse 8 is really revolutionary. Paul says, I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. Verse 9, and when I was present with you and I wanted... I was chargeable to no man. I didn't, I didn't send a bill to anybody. For that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied, and in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. This is the words of a missionary who, uh, in order for him to start a church at Corinth like he did, and as burdened as he was for souls in Corinth, you know what he did when... In order to do that, you know what he did? He went into churches and he robbed them. That's what he said. I robbed other churches. What does that mean? He didn't just take up an offering. He took what they needed. And he said, I need you to give it to me, not for me, but for souls. And, I, and, and what we've got to get this idea of is understanding what giving is. And giving is not giving just simply because you have the money. It is sometimes in a missions conference, you're going to feel like the pastor or the missionary is saying, stick them up. All right? 
And you're, you're actually, when it comes down to it, I want to say some things that might be revolutionary to you about what Faith Promise Missions is. It's not all fun and games. It is for others. It's not for you. And I want to, I want to develop this thought. Let's compare in our Sunday school hour now tithing with giving, with missions for, for, uh, by particular. You're in 2 Corinthians. Go to verse Eight, I'm sorry, chapter 8, and also, so we're going to look at two scriptures most of the time through. Second Corinthians, you're already there. Go back to chapter 8, and go to Malachi, just before Matthew, chapter 3. So Malachi first we're going to be in, and I want to compare tithing and giving. And if you will, on, on, if you've got a, a piece of paper or whatever, you want to draw a, a, um, a column on one side and just put tithing, and on the other side, put giving, and, and particularly to missions. I want you to see how different they are, and it ought to help you so that you, you, you move into this realm of being, being someone who scatters and ends up increasing in, in, in the spiritual things that God designed us to increase in. Malachi chapter 3, we all know the scriptures, but I want to compare the tithe with giving. Now, um, uh, I've called tithing giving by sight, and I've called missions giving by faith. All right? And I'll show you why in just a moment. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now, verse 10 says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. We, we give our tithes by commandment. Now go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 now. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1. Let's compare that with giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. One of them we give, and in verse 2 says, How then in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Verse 3 says, For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. And he's talking about giving there. And so in the first thing, we, we give our tithes because God says to do it. But when it comes to giving, we do it because of God's grace in our life. One is what I have to do. The other one is what God enables me to do. And that's the foundation for giving. I, um, uh, 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 let, me, let me take you to the next few steps and you'll see this thing develop. Leviticus. In the Old Testament, go back to Leviticus chapter 27. Can any good thing come out of Leviticus? Let's see. Leviticus chapter 27. In verse 32, still holding your place there to the right in 2 Corinthians. Sort of told you that. Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 32. Leviticus 27, 32. And concerning the tithe of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passes under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Now, uh, you know, we've, we've come of age where everything can be done by credit card or laser card. And, 
electronic transactions. For most of world history, things were, were bought and sold. You know, you had eggs or you had, uh, you'd sell a chicken or something. And, and so whenever you were buying and selling, one-tenth of your income was the tithe. Now, that's basic, all right? So when we're talking about giving the tithe, we're talking about one-tenth of our income, and it belongs first to God. But 2 Corinthians chapter 9 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Am I in the right place? Yes. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound in every... I should be verse 7. Forgive me. Verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him... What's the next word? Give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Do you know God loves a cheerful tither, but you don't have to be cheerful when you're tithing. You have to be obedient, amen? But when it comes to giving, God loves a cheerful giver. And in tithing, how much am I supposed to give? A tenth of everything that comes into my life, I give a tenth. It ought to be more than money, it ought to be my time too. It, it, there's, there's more than just money you can give to God. If you don't have any money, you still got plenty left over to give. So one-tenth belongs to God. I do it by commandment of God. But when it comes to giving, I do it because of the grace of God in my life, first of all. Secondly, I get to choose how much I give. Question, do I get to choose how much I tithe? Come on, talk to me. No. Do I get to choose how much I give on top of the tithe? Yes. All right, so you're on point two. Third thing, the tithe is for your church. It's not for charities. It's not for the, uh, um, uh, not for Simon community. It's not for the Samaritans. It's not for the poor. But the tithe is for your local Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church where people get saved, where they get discipled, where you, you, where you have a family of believers who bond themselves together to get the gospel into the local community. That's where the tithe goes. Amen? How much is it supposed to be? One-tenth. That's, that's what pays for the bills around here. But you know what giving is for? It's for others. The tithing goes for this place. Our missions is for others. Now, this will, this will open your eyes to see how important giving is. Most people, I'm a pastor. I've been preaching now in, 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 in court for 20 years. Most people imagine the tithe as a gift, as giving. Well, Lord, I gave five euros. You didn't give five euros. Not until you tithe. Try to go to the grocery store. Pile 80 euros worth of groceries onto that trolley there and throw a fiver at the register as you head out. I gave you. No. Now, you pay the 80 euros and then give that girl a five euro tip. Now you gave. You understand what I'm saying? So when we go through life and God says 10%, you say, why did God need 10%? Why do you need 90? You see, we've got it backwards. God gave us our breath. He says, now put 10% and make me first so that money doesn't become your God. That's how he teaches us. So that 10% belongs to God. He defined it as 10%, and we do it by commandment. But when it comes to giving, and we do it because we need a church, churches, uh, churches are, 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 are built and financed by God's people who tithe. But missionaries are sent out by people who give. 
It is for others. That may be the poor. It can be charities, but especially to church planters and missionaries. So it meets the needs of the church. You have bills to pay. You realize that, don't you? I didn't realize when I got saved, I didn't grow up in church. I was 17 years old when I got saved, started going to church. I had no idea how they afforded the building. I had no idea how the buses would run. I didn't know how they paid for the Sunday school materials. I got taught it. It's paid for by the tithe. You know, hymnals cost money. You realize that, don't you? I hate it when I see these people. and they, I mean, you, you, please, you appreciate visitors coming in and stuff. But you see a, a, a Christian who's been saved for a long time, and they take a hymnal, and they bend it around backwards, and they're holding it like it's a, a wire-bound notebook, you know? It's like, no, don't do that. That costs a fortune, you know. Oh. Sunday school costs money, folks. You think the teachers go and just pull things out of the Internet, and they just gather a bit of this and a bit of that, and they throw it. No, it takes money to operate Sunday school. Your accountant costs money. You know that? Oh, my goodness. I wish I could get our accountant saved. <laughs> oh, man. Insurance costs money. Even tea and coffee costs money. Uh, tracks cost money. Your website costs money. Everything you do, folks, costs money. Obviously, our Reformers Anonymous costs money. Uh, and, and, but go to Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four. Just a simple comparison this morning, Philippians chapter four, your tithe pays the bills here. Philippians chapter four and verse 16. Even at Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit they may abound to your account. And Paul would not have been praising the Philippians if they had taken their tithe money and said, let's give it to Paul. (laughs) No, they were giving after they had tithed. They were also giving to take care of someone else, to take care of the missionaries. Your giving, your faith promise giving supports the needs of missionaries and church planners. That's how they get the gospel to other places. Again, let's, uh, tithing is out of obedience to God. You know why I tithe? Not because I love God. Not yet. That's the other side. I tithe because God said to do it, whether I feel like it or not. Come on, nod your head. You're with me. Come on. That's why we do it. Why do we go soul winning? Because we love people. Not all the time. Do you know why you go soul winning? Because God said go. Amen. Why do we come to church? Because you love the preacher every Sunday, every hour, every minute. No, only his wife has to do that. <laughs> but we come and we send it to the preaching and we say amen anyway because God says that's what we should be. And this is what we need every week. Amen. And so there's some things that we do because we're supposed to. That's called being mature. That's called being grown up. You do what you're supposed to do. Amen. But then there is a time when you give and it's up to you how much you give. It's up to you out of now I get to love God. Now I get to do things because I love God. Yes, you ought to enjoy tithing, but whether you enjoy it or not, you do it. You ought to enjoy giving. It ought to be the greatest thrill of your life to be liberal, to be a giver, to be somebody who says, this is when I get to show the proof of my love. Acts 20, verse 35. Acts 20, in verse 35. 
tithing. Some of you may know all these things. Amen. But I want to open up a couple of eyes here this morning. Still thinking about tithing versus giving and faith promise giving in specific. Tithing is an obligation. It is a duty of every Christian. By the way, that doesn't mean just wealthy people. Uh, just because you have lots of money doesn't make it easier to tithe. Um, and just because you don't have much money doesn't mean that you should be off from tithing. No, that's not how it works. Everybody, it is an obligation um, to, to, to tithe, the duty of every Christian. But in Acts 20, look at verse 35. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. See, tithing is, is not even giving. Tithing is an obligation, is a duty, but giving is a blessing. It is a joy. And a lot of you don't enjoy tithing. All right. But you've never enjoyed giving because you're still stuck struggling with tithing. And you haven't moved on and says, you know what? That's my duty. That's what I'm supposed to do. And then when you step out and you start to give, the joy just comes. It is. It's not that, it's, it's not something, it is a spiritual law. You will enjoy giving when you finally are giving. Proverbs chapter 11, we read there, but I just want to, just, you don't have to go there just for time. Giving, when you, when you tithe, I called tithing giving by sight. So you pull out your wallet or you, 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 get your, you get your pay packet at the end of the week or whatever. Tithing is giving by what you see, all right? Say you go to the bank and you get all the cash out, you put it in there, and then you give it to your wife. <laughs> and, um, but tithing is you see what you have and you give one-tenth of it. Does that make sense? It is giving by sight. You look at what you have, you take 10%, and you give to God as your duty. It is your obligation. It is for the church. It is because God said to do it. But giving, when it comes to missions, is when you don't look what's in the wallet, and you don't care what's in the wallet, and you give it anyway. See, giving does not go, oh, I have this, and I can only spare that. No, faith promise steps back and says, God, I want to give by faith. I know what it is to give by sight. I know what it is to look at what I have, what I've got my expenses. Here's 90% what I'll live on, 10%. This is what I'm supposed to give. But giving is, all of a sudden, somebody's there, and they, they, there's a need, and you just reach in. And you heard about the kid who was, who was um, uh, sitting behind a man, and he's a miser in the church. You know what a miser is, don't you? You're sitting next to one, probably. <clears throat> and um, so anyway, uh, uh, the kid is behind the, this, this older man. And um, he, uh, uh, the offering plate is coming by. And he pulls in. He reaches in one pocket. And there's a 20-year-year old note. And he puts it back. <laughs> so he reaches in the other one. And he's, and he's got a 5-year-year old note. So he puts it in. And as he goes by, a little kid behind him taps him on the shoulder and says, Sir. And he, he doesn't explain it. And he pulls out. And he holds out that 20-year-old note. And he grabs it. He goes, Okay, son. Throws it in there. And the kid went, Ha, ha, ha. You just gave 25 euros. <laughs> he didn't realize the, bucket, the money fell out of his pocket there. You see, we, that's, when we look and we say, Oh, I can't give that. That's giving by sight. Giving by faith says, What have I got? I'm going to give. 
And you know, when missionaries are to get to get the gospel into the world, we, we can't give what we can. We're going to have to give what we, what we can't, what we think we can't give. Because souls are more valuable than our own lives. And I want to I develop this because this is going to get right down to where we live. Um, tithing. Tithing is not a sacrifice. You say, I can't live without Yes, you can. God did not make a hardship when he said tithe. I haven't gotten very amens many of the time. I know, I know I'm in trouble, but let me just be real. I, I, I can leave tonight and you can, guys can, can, can recover. But um, tithing is not a sacrifice, okay? It is, it's, you know, every time, listen, when the government takes that 30% off of your uh, uh, pay pack at the end of the week and then charges you 23% for everything you buy, it's not a sacrifice. You pay it anyway, don't you? Amen. How come God takes last place compared to, the, uh, to, to revenue.ie? <laughs> We've got to look at this thing. Tithing is not a sacrifice. Again, it's an obligation that we, know to, that we owe to God. But let me say this. Giving is a sacrifice. Giving is something that will cost you what you think you need. If you're going to participate in faith promise giving, it's going to be a sacrifice. It will be out of what you need. Tithing is a, is a commitment to give 10%. We've already learned that of all we earn out of the money we receive every payday. But go to 2 Corinthians back to chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, which is one of the greatest chapters on giving in the Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Tithing is giving 10% of what we earn. Giving is a commitment that we can trust God to provide us, provide through us more than we earn. Or out of what we didn't even anticipate earning. Watch again 2 Corinthians chapter 8. This is where it is by faith. This is where you're trusting God and you're saying, Lord, I want to give. I don't have the ability to give. Please help me give. Look at verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit. We want you to understand of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Let's go back for a second. Why can we give? Because of grace. Why do I tithe? Because I make money. One's works, one's grace. Amen? The grace of God bestowed, just poured out on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and the de- their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their... Give me another word for liberality. I already gave it to you. Givingness. Their givingness. It rebound. It, their, their lack turned into great giving. Wow. Verse 3. For to their power... Tithing is by your own power. I bear record. Yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. You know what faith is? Faith is you don't have two pennies to rub together. Faith is you don't know how you're going to do it, but you're willing. You're willing. You want to. You're scared of, of, of sitting back and only doing what you have to do. Don't you, remember, don't you remember that illustration where Jesus told of two sons and one, one father says, go and uh, work today for me in my field. And one said, yes, sir. And then he went back and played the Xbox. The other guy said, no, I won't go. And yet he went. You know, the, the, the issue is not all the intentions, but the heart. 
Is your heart like, oh, I don't want to, but I will. Amen. Amen. Faith isn't perfect in our viewpoint. Faith just does, does perfect things because it's God's way. This is, this is a, a, um, a commitment to give beyond your power because God helps you. Proverbs 3, 9. I'll show you something here. Hold, uh, on your right side, go to Colossians 3 in your right hand. Well, actually, it shouldn't be. Not yet. 2 Corinthians 8. <laughs> Keep in 2 Corinthians 8. I lost my place. But the other one is um, Proverbs 3, 9. Proverbs 3, 9. Proverbs chapter 3, 9, when you compare faith, promise, giving, giving for missions, giving for souls, giving so the churches can be planted, we're, we're talking about robbing God's people, folks. I already showed you that verse. Paul said, I robbed other churches to do you service. I came in and took what belonged to them. Now, the 10% belongs to who? That belongs to God. You know what? All the rest of the 90%, do you know who it belongs to? Me. <laughs> Come on, nod your head. Amen. That's my money. And a missionary comes up and says, give me what you own. See, a missionary can't take your tithe. That belongs to who? It belongs to God. But a missionary comes in and says, I need your money now. That's where we've got to say, you know what? This is holy. This belongs to God. This 10%, this obligation, this Holy duty that I have belongs to God and nobody's going to come between it. But then I actually become very possessive and I say, now this is mine, Lord. Don't touch it. And a missionary comes knocking and says, stay away. But he came to rob you. That was his whole reason why he came. The missionaries come and we take what we own, what God gave us to be responsible for. And we have to decide, hmm, okay, watch it. Proverbs chapter 3, show you two comparison concepts here. Proverbs 3, verse uh, 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. The first fruits were the first 10%. So our, my tithe honors who? It honors God, okay? Your tithe honors God. But 2 Corinthians chapter 9, back to 2 Corinthians, chapter 9 and verse 7. Second Corinthians 9, verse 7, Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. One honors God. My giving pleases God. It blesses God. Uh, it's part of our worship, folks. Look at verse, back to uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 10. Uh, this one I'm going to scare you with, all right? Hold on to your hat. Proverbs, I didn't know I could wear a hat in church. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 10. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Not old wine, by the way. Uh, if I tithe, what can I count on? What can I take to the bank? What does God say will happen when I honor him first? What does the Bible say? He will bless you. He will take care of you. Amen. Are you listening? Now I'm ready to scare you. Ready? All right. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse nine again. 
2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, for you know, am I in the right place? Yes. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Wait a minute. Pastor, if I'm faithful tithing, God will take care of me. God will take care of my kids, and he will. But when you start to give away your money, (laughs) you're going to end up poor. When you give to your missionaries, when you start to care about, we were, some of the guys saying, well, who, who does that flag belong to? We don't know many of these countries. But when you start to get a burden for the fields, for the world, how wide the harvest it is, you'll end up, I mean, other people will be doing great financially. And you'll end up with less and less because that's, there's no promise for a giver to be better. You'll just be blessed with joy and you'll be laying up treasures where? In heaven. I'm trying to tell you, don't, listen, don't neglect the fact that you, 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 give, your, you, you, you give your tithe and God takes care of you. You can, you, can, you. you can trust God's word on that. But when you start to give, all of a sudden you're going to end up, well, I kind of don't have as much money as I used to. Amen. That means you gave. That means you gave. That's how it works. I'm not a prosperity preacher. I'm not in here to tell you, you give, give a thousand to God, give you 10,000. That's a lie from hell. When you give to missions, you might have to eat beans a little more regularly. By the way, that might do you good health-wise. You know, when, when when you give your tithe, you can expect God to take care of you. When you give to others, you can expect nothing in return. Can you imagine a missionary coming to you saying, I'll pay you back. Not going to. Colossians 3 now. Colossians 3. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians 3.23. Here comes the offering plate. Here comes the time and opportunity for you to give. Who are you giving to? Yes, you're, you're designated for this church, but who is it going to? It's going unto the Lord. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 23. And whatsoever ye do, including our giving and our tithing, do it heartily as to the and not unto men. So when you tithe, it is given as if you were given to the Lord. You know, when you're giving and you never met a missionary's uh, 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 people, you've never been to their country, you know who you're giving as to? As unto the Lord. Both of them, you're just giving it as unto the Lord Jesus. Two more thoughts. Do you know why we give? Oh, John 14 and verse 15. John 14 and verse 15. John 14, verse 15. Now in the end, when you're, when you're tithing, you ought, to, you ought to do it because you love God. Because you, you look at this verse. John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my suggestions. Doesn't say that. If you love me, keep my commandments. All right. Lord, I, I, don't, I, I don't like losing control over my money, but I love you more than anything else. I honor you. I obey you. I do it because my church is, 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 is important enough that you died for it. I need to be committed to it, both presently and financially. And so I tithe. Amen. And I do it because I love you. Amen. Good. That's, where, that's right. There. But Romans chapter 10 now. Why do we give to missions? Romans chapter 10. (laughs) 
Listen to the Apostle Paul as he speaks of his own people who are lost and in, in need of, needs of, of getting saved. Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. You know, you know why, why, do I, why do I tithe? Because I love God. Why do I give? Because I love souls. I love people I'll never meet till I get to heaven. We give to missions because we love souls. Here's, here's, a great, here's your final thought, and then we're just going to wrap this up. Tithing. <laughs> you know what's hard about tithing? Getting started. <laughs> Why is he preaching about money again? <laughs> it's so hard to get people started tithing. Do you know what's so amazing about giving? It's hard to stop. You know, when you, when you catch the bug, when you start to see that just that bit of faith giving, of just, Lord, I'm not going to worry about what I have, what I don't have, what I can afford, what I can't afford. If I can give, I'm going to give. I'm not going to think twice about it. My left hand's not going to know about what my right hand's doing. I'm just going to be liberal in my giving. Amen. And I'm going to do it even if I lose out and I don't walk away with a new car every week. I'm going to give. But you know, when you start to do that, even though you start lacking, even though other people may be doing fine, better, financially, or whatever, and you're doing less, but missionaries are being supported, churches are being started, souls are being saved, uh, uh, mission conferences are starting to have a revival because of giving. When you, when you enjoy that, and you start to taste of that, you'll never want to stop. It's hard to get people started in tithing, but it's very hard to get people to stop giving once they started giving. I can't encourage you enough that this is where we ought to be. Amen? I sh- Pastors shouldn't have to preach about tithing. Tithing is what we're supposed to do. That's, that's, that's grade one. But when it comes to giving, whew, it's hard to stop. Can I show you something? Romans chapter 10. You're in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Why give to missions? Why have a missions conference? Why why are we focused on, on money? Look at this. Uh, Romans chapter 10 in verse, in verse 13, a wonderful scripture. For, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I love that verse. You know why? Because I got saved by it. I remember the soul winner named John Cranford who gave me the gospel, gave it to me several times. I finally responded to it. It took a little while before it got in. But I remember him going through the gospel one more time. And I remember that verse just jumping out of the page He says, put your name in there, Craig. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's open to anybody, isn't it? And it works with anybody. But look at the next verse, verse verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Uh Uh-oh. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be... That's where the rubber meets the road. you got to send missionaries. And it takes money to send missionaries. And it doesn't take tithe money to do it. Where does the tithe belong? Well, not just God. It belongs here. It belongs in this local church. It pays for the hymnals. It pays for the lights. It pays for the staff. It pays for, pays for insurance. It pays for all the bills that occur here. It comes out of, once we pay that, and we start to give above that, and we say, Lord, I want to be a giver. I want to be like Jesus. I don't want to be a miser. I don't want to withhold and end up in poverty. I don't want to get to heaven by the skin of my teeth and find I have nothing to show for my Christian life. 
God, teach me how to give and teach me the blessings of giving that aren't physical, that aren't material. You don't give to get. You give to win. You give to defeat the devil. You give to defeat sin. You give so that churches are planted all over the world. And who wins in the end? They do, not us. They do. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12, and I'll finish this with this thought. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14. Behold, the third time I'm ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you. I like, Paul just says, I, I never, I, I've never, ever looked for any money from you, Corinthians. I started you guys. I preached there, helped you get taught the Bible, got you organized. All that was fighting. He says, I get to come now for a third time, and I am still not going to be burdensome to you. For I seek not yours, but you. <laughs> I'm not looking for your wallet. I'm looking for you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents. Who's the children? The children was the church at Corinth. Who's the parents? That's Paul. Children don't save their money to take care of their parents, although that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Sarah, you get a job. All right? I'm getting old. (laughs) The children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And Paul says this, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I loved you, the less I be loved. What a contradiction. But Paul still wasn't going to stop. He says, I will gladly spend and be spent. You know what that means? Worn out. Broke for others. What is the missions conference? It's being robbed. Come on, look at me. Oh, you told me that 10% belonged to God. I get the other 90%. Yeah, and then some missionary comes and robs you. And takes what God gave to you and he says, now I want you to love a soul. Now I want you to love a missionary. Now I want you to love a country you'll never visit. Now I want you to love a people who hate God, don't want anything to do with God, but they need God. There is such a difference in Christianity when we live here and not keep struggling here. In, in, do I have to? Why? Uh, uh, I get to. Let's stand. Let's bow in prayer. Though he was rich, yet he became poor for our sakes. Maybe we might understand that a little bit better this morning. He was the original faith promise gift. God wasn't giving what he had to give. That would have been little. God gave what he wanted to give. What was a gift, what cost him everything. Father, in this moment, God, Convict us of not being givers. Convict us of always arguing with you over money. Lord, I, we, we don't have all the money we think we need. And really, you're just trying to get us to move from a mindset of worrying about giving by sight to where we give by faith. If we would just be willing, if we would just yearn to live and to give beyond our power,
I think we'd do a lot more. I know we would. And I want to. Like I said this morning at the beginning, there are three kinds of givers, Father. There's the flint, there's a sponge, and there's the honeycomb. The flint has to be hammered for a spark to appear, for any kind of action, action to happen. A sponge has to be squeezed, but a, honeymoon, uh, 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 a honeycomb just oozes with that honey. And that's what I want to be, Lord. Make me into a giver that just does it naturally, that does it because of the grace of God in my life, the givingness that constantly fuels my life. May it be part of, of how I live now. And not just flippantly, but particularly for souls and for, for churches to be planted and for missionaries to go into all the world. A little church can have a big impact if we just do things your way. Would you give us a burden for souls? In Jesus' name, amen, amen.